everyone. Welcome back to the Dual Access Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Kriebel, and the global head coach of the Data School. This podcast will introduce you to influential people in the world of data. Today, I'm talking with Elisa Fink. I've known Elisa for a very long time. She was the used to be the CMO at Tableau Software for 12 years, or I guess it was called Tableau. I started it was Tableau Software. Since <laughs> retiring true. from Tableau, Elisa insists on keeping herself really busy, so she's a board member of lots of different companies because she just can't sit still. I was actually going to talk to her today about her experience being a, uh, a woman in tech, particularly an executive as a woman in tech, but I wanted to think about a, a different angle here. I listened to a podcast on the diary of CEO with Simon Sinek, and they talked a lot about kindness. And I was thinking, Lisa's one of the kindest people I've ever met. So maybe we should talk a bit about kindness. Um, I want to know kind of like, why is she so generous, gracious, and intentional about helping others? We're going to explore what it means to be kind, how we can be kinder to ourselves, as well as to other people. I kind of want to know what makes Elisa tick and how I can learn from her to be more kind to myself and kinder to others. So thanks for joining me, Elisa. Thanks, Andy. That's a nice intro. I, you know, uh, that's a very kind intro, I should say. You know, I don't think of myself as particularly kind, but I'm glad well, to have a conversation about about something that, you know, is, is uh, you know, an attribute or, a character, you know, a thing that we, it makes yeah. life richer. You know, it makes life yeah, richer. Yeah. And I love talking about data and I love talking about marketing too, but it's yeah. fun to about kindness. Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> I, I figured I, I, I know a lot of people, but most of the people I know are in kind of the Tableau space, but I don't want to talk about Tableau all the time. I want to talk yeah. about some, you know, some things that make these make these people interesting and what what makes them tick. So Fair enough. Um, I, I thought about kindness for you. So oh, you were the nice. first person who saw a spark in me when I downloaded Tableau. And you helped me see that spark in myself. I don't know if you remember. I think it was probably maybe the first or second day that I started using Tableau. I'm sure you got some kind of email alert that, oh, my God, somebody <laughs> from Coca-Cola downloaded Tableau. Uh, and I think maybe my second day or, or a couple of days after that, I was on the phone with you and with Kelly and I think Christian and 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 several other people. And I just really I really remember that conversation with with you in particular because you were like really kind to me and you kind of saw how he's like instantly passionate about this type yeah. of work. Yeah, um, I, remember I, didn't, I didn't know. I, I didn't know I was passionate about it right until I until I started using it. But but you didn't have to do that. Um, wow. Why did you? Well, because I think a lot of reasons, Andy. I think um, first of all, when I heard about you using it and what you were doing, I thought, "Wow, this guy is so creative. This is such <laughs> a creative, interesting." Out of the box way of using Tableau and data. As I mm -hmm. recall, you were an analyst working on forecasting data, and you, right. your job was to collect forecasts. And you had figured out that different forecasts from different areas or different managers had different levels of accuracy. And you figured yep. this out visually. And what an interesting thing that you figured out. And I just yep. remember thinking, wow, this person really is creative and open-minded and smart. And then you were very open. You were very kind in a lot of ways. Openness and kindness, I think, go hand in hand. You were very open and kind about sharing your story, about what you did. And you were pretty, you were very humble about it. And and I don't think you realized uh, at that moment, just like how special and different what you had done and what you had accomplished was. And so I just really just thought, wow, what just a great example of a person being creative and doing something different mm -hmm. and making an impact. You made a huge impact on that organization. Do you remember yeah. we started talking and we got permission to start talking yeah. to media <laughs> and then you got some attention and, and some of the higher ups or the central yeah. people. The, the, like CEO, the CEO oh gosh, contacted me, on, called but, me actually on the phone. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I better go find a new job now. <laughs> well, thank God they knew what they had. And, well, and, they were, and, he was actually really, really nice about it. He was just yeah. like, I just want to know what happened. Who'd you talk to? You know? Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, next time this is who you need to talk to. But I was like, yeah. you know, <laughs> dodge that bullet. So. <laughs> oh, I remember that. I remember my, my heart was like, oh, my God, Andy, what? what is trouble? Oh, my God, yeah. we cleared it. Oh, my God, I thought we yeah. cleared it. Yeah. Oh, but fortunately, they knew what they had. Hopeful Enterprises knew what they had, and they knew they had somebody awesome. So, you know, they understood. But, I again, I just really um, was so impressed with um, your openness and your kindness and sharing your story and your just like this creative idea you had and the impact that you yeah. had on the business to have such yeah. a huge impact. 
on a company like Coca-Cola Enterprises. It was crazy. It was crazy awesome. You know, I just, you know, and then when I met you and we chatted, I just sensed another kindred soul in terms of, again, that openness, that kindness, that uh, using data, the facts, just being open to the possibilities. And and that's that's what engaged me so much with with you. And then I think we just grew our relationship over the years. I just kept seeing you do incredibly creative things. Uh, in well, your that's, next that's very kind. That's very kind of you to say. It's true. Make over <laughs> and talks you would give. And do you remember you came to the company and you gave a talk? Yeah, 2010. The entire yeah. company. I think at Benner yeah, Royal Hall. Was that at the big hall? Yeah, like two thousand yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, and I ran. I ran overtime, but I told you I wasn't going to stop. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right, because people were enthralled. People, people yeah. love the stories. So yeah, uh, I was talking so, to Andy yeah, Cutgrave was, about that recently because he was <laughs> he was there at that event, but he hadn't actually started with tableau yet i think it was his it was like one or two weeks before he was just supposed to start and he was there so that's i remember meeting him for the for the first time wow wow wow. another another amazing person yeah 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 oh my god yeah Yeah. so let's get into kind of kindness a bit i don't want this to be about me i want it to be more about you than anything else but um what does it mean to you to be kind like what does kind mean to you um i think it's a little bit um I mean, when I think of it, I think of it like just recognizing that the the other person on the end of your conversation or your interaction mm-hmm. is a human and a fully formed human with lots of thoughts. I mean, you know, you go to the store and you you deal with a cashier and to you, they're this, this single surface or two dimensional, yeah. like ring me up and say thank you and bye bye. <laughs> and so if they're a little cranky at you or you're cranky at them, mm-hmm. you forget that that's, that's a person with problems and and other things yeah, you're thinking yeah. about, they're fully dimensional. So I think in a lot of ways for me, kindness is just sort of remembering, oh yeah, that's that, that's a that's a full human on the other side and whatever's right. going on in their life, it's not just this moment with me, you know? There's other yeah, things yeah. going on. And so yeah, let's cut each other a little slack. I sometimes yeah. think of kindness as slack. And and I often one of the things I loved working about working at Tableau was the, the that sense of kindness, the cutting of slack. We're in it together. I got you covered. Mm. I think that's a little bit like, hey, we just need to be okay with each other and understand sometimes we're not having great days, sometimes we have great days. Yeah. Yeah. We give a little generosity toward like, okay, you know, you need a little time. You need, you know, I'm not gonna take it personally. Um, I'm mm. gonna just show a little kindness because maybe you need a little kindness today. <laughs> You know, yeah. like, okay, cut in front of me in the car. I mean, I'm a pretty, <laughs> pretty crazy driver, but every once in a while, I'm like, oh, I'll let them cut in. There must be in a big hurry. Yes. Now they're 10 seconds ahead of where they were. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I yeah. have to admit, I, I drive fast. But, you know, it's like, okay, show a little kindness. Show a little, a little flexibility. You know? Yeah. yeah. Life's, too, um, life's hard enough as it is, is sort of my uh, attitude about kindness. But before I forget, if anybody's watching this live, um, you can go ahead and leave comments in the chat. Um, We won't be able to respond to them, but we will be able to see them. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or something like that, then obviously we can't see your comments. Um, But you you just made me think about, um, uh, we used to go to church, or I used to go to church in uh, when we lived in Georgia. And one of the things that our minister always said at the end of every single, you know, he does this kind of like closing thing or whatever is good, goodbye remarks, whatever. He would always end it with be kind to everyone you meet because you may be the answer to their prayers. So it kind of makes me think about what you were saying. You know, if you're, if you're kind to people, it might, it might really be the pickup they need. Yeah. But yeah. if you're, you know, and if you're, it's good to just be kind in general. Right. And, yeah, and I think yeah. we forget about that a lot. You know, yeah. if, if somebody does, you know, cut you off in the car yeah. or yeah. whatever it might be, you know, maybe they're in a hurry, but you know, there's yeah. not a, um, you know, it's not going to, yeah. it's not going to ruin my day. So and it, no, it's, exactly. It's, uh, and a lot of times I think we're reacting as opposed to acting. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. um, you know, yeah. I, I think back and one of the things that I sometimes think back to is I remember reading this quote, and I'm sure I'm mangling it. But Abraham Lincoln, I think, once said, most people are about as happy as they make up their minds to be. And I think when I was hmm, a kid, I heard that and I thought, I think I'm just going to make up my mind to be a happy person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why go through your life miserable? You know what I mean? Why, yeah. why not go through life with a with an openness? and and Because and, 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 at the end of your life, you know, all your material goods leave. And, you know, material goods are great and everything. And even your your family is is not leaving with you. And what what's your mark on the world? What's your real mark on the world is... Yeah, the, yeah. the love and the people you leave behind and the feelings you leave behind and are you proud of it? And so oh, I thought, oh, yeah, I think I'm just going to make my mind to be happy and try mm-hmm. to be a person that 
um, encourages, fosters mm. happiness or fosters yeah. joy or fosters kindness or fosters just like, you know, positiveness, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I, I guess also if you if you're probably really pleasant with other people, it's probably going to pick yourself up without even knowing it as well, right? You're going to naturally be a happier person if you're happy around other people, kind of, you know. Yeah, I think, uh, I think yeah, I, I definitely am the kind of person that gets energy from other people, so yeah. that that does help a lot. And and not yeah. that's an extrovert, you know, you get energy from other people, and introverts they take away, and they have to recover a little bit. Sometimes yeah. I feel like an introvert, but. Most of the times I love interacting with people. I love learning about them. I love like, what, what, what are they about? You know, what are they? Yeah. 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 I lose my patience sometimes and I forget there's like, you know, more than, (laughs) you know, that person cutting me off or the cashier or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You get cranky, but you know, you try to on balance, you know, on balance. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Take it easy. I know. Here, here in the UK, and um, I probably shouldn't really say the UK, but London in general, people don't really talk to each other. Um, and one of the things I always try to do is talk to people. Um, oh, that's great. And yeah. it makes them a bit uncomfortable, I think, because they're like, who's this weirdo talking to me on the tube? Or like today I was, um, you know, I had to ride the bus to, to go to an appointment and there was an old lady sitting in the seat and I sat next to her and I just started talking to her. I'm like, hey, how are you? You know, how's your day going so far? And, you know, and it's like, you know, and she's like, oh, hi, very nice to talk to you. You know, and it's like oh, they so probably nice. never have anybody do that, you know. So yeah. no, uh, maybe I was great. thinking about preparation for this podcast and it had me in, in positive thoughts. But yeah, no, um, you know what? Seattle is a lot like London weather wise, but also there's this thing called the Seattle freeze. When you first mm. move here, people don't really talk that much. and It takes a while to warm up. Um, yeah. And, you yeah. know, OK, if, that's fine. You know what I mean? It yeah. does take time. But, yeah, it's kind of nice to be the, the first mover and, and yeah. not to take rejection too too seriously. My nine year old son is I don't he we adopted him. Um, so he kind of came this way. But he'll go to a park and he'll just be like, hi, my name's Hugh. Do you want to play with me? <laughs> no, get lost. Okay, yeah. next. Hi, Whatever. Yeah, Hugh. next. Yeah. yeah. Play with me? Don't let that bother me. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. How old are, how old are your kids laugh. now? We think, we think it's great. We're like, good for you. you know? yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> how old are your kids now? So he's nine, third grade. And then my daughter, uh, who you probably remember. Yeah, I've met her. Years. Yeah, but she was tiny when I saw her. Yeah. Yeah, she's 16. 16? Oh, yeah, Jesus. she's a junior. I know, I know. Wow. Wow. There's something about <laughs> other people's kids that really help you mark time. Yeah, really well, go, oh it's, my God. yeah, I was talking to Tom Brown about that the other day, and the first time he met my kids was in 2015. So that's his marker of how old they should be, you know, exactly. so like with your daughter, my memory exactly. of her is when she was really little. So she's not allowed to be 16, you know? No, she's not. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And I think of your kids as like, you know, that young school age, grammar yeah. school. I've you got know, three over now. 20 now. So, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so thinking, thinking back to your childhood, speaking of your kids, um, what's your earliest memory of somebody being kind to you? Oh, you know, I think it has to be um, probably my first grade teacher, really. You know, Miss mm. Pendleton. I remember. I really just it's funny liked how you remember their names. Yeah. What's that? Yeah, I can remember. Isn't it funny? You know, funny? Yeah. I can remember. I can remember like you know, like K to six, and then seven. I you know, when you go to multiple classes, I remember a few and so on. But I remember Miss Pendleton, and I just remember she was just kind and um, mm. a kind person, and um, just was you know. Uh, yeah, kind to everybody. I was, uh, I had broke my, I broke my leg when I was three and I was in traction for a lot of weeks. So I learned to read pretty young. And mm-hmm. so when I got to first grade, I was reading pretty well. And she was just very kind with giving me books and, you know, sharing. Encouraging you. And yeah. 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 It just really yeah. made me feel special. So, and so I just remember that. And I yeah. remember um, she had to transfer in the middle of the year and it kind of broke my heart. I do remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, but that was my first sort of just remembering like someone that mm. gave me attention, listened to me, again, treated me as more than just another kid, uh, right. a kid now, right. but sort of like, oh, you like to read. Let, let me share some books with you. you know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's really yeah. like a marker of somebody who recognized, saw me, you know what I mean? The other yeah. day, I see you, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Which was really kind of made a big impact. Oddly. So, yeah. so on the flip side of that, what's your earliest memory of you being kind to someone? Oh my gosh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I don't, that's a tough one. It's easier one. to I mean, remember I, it the other way around, I think. It is, yeah. Know. I mean, the thing I remember, um, the things I think of, anyway, I don't know if I remember the things I think of, but 
but they were as gifts to me as much as it was a gift to others. Is I always liked to befriend the new kid in school, particularly mm. if they were from another country or another place, because yeah. I thought it was really interesting. You know, like we would get mm-hmm. an occasional student from China or Vietnam in the day um, that I went to school. And it was always just really interesting. So I liked befriending them and I liked learning about them and I liked mm. learning about their lives and where they came from and hearing their stories. But again, you know, like like kindness, it's a gift, not only, you know, it's 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 an exchange of it. You know, you're kind to someone, but there's a benefit that you get from that too. There's a joy that Absolutely. comes from from the openness and the sharing. And so in a lot of ways, what I think about is yeah, I guess you could say I was kind to that person because I was welcoming, but I also got a lot from it too, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's uh, it's a virtuous circle. I guess yeah. that's what they call that, right? Yeah, yeah. So maybe, I, maybe I should change the the title of this uh, this episode. Then I called it the joy of helping others, but maybe it should be really the joy of being kind to others. Maybe that oh, maybe, maybe I should yeah, change yeah. it before before I publish it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's all so, connected for sure. I think joy, kindness, openness, authenticity. Yeah, you know, yeah. Acting, not necessarily reacting. It's all kind of connected. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So speaking again, going going back to our kids, um, yeah. how, how do you think we can instill or how have you instilled kindness in your kids or what advice would you have for maybe new parents for, oh, you know, kind of getting, cause yeah. you know, we grow up, the kids grow up in a very different world right now yeah. Yeah. and there's not a lot of in-person interaction. So, yeah. you know, yeah, and, so and a lot of what you hear about is kind of nasty between people. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, you know, when you ask that question, it makes me think of my mother immediately because I think a lot of my personality and, you know, just the way I am comes from her. And one of the things I remember her saying to me a lot is, and I think it's also what made me a marketer too, in a way, um, Mm. is, you know, Alisa, put yourself in another person's shoes. You know, can you imagine what it's like to be standing in the rain at a bus stop? You know, don't make fun of those people or, you know, or you were, you know, that kid that, came from another country and doesn't have and doesn't know anybody here. Can you imagine that? Can you, you know, put yourself in that other person's shoes? She would say that a lot. And, um, and so I think that sort of like that sort of sense of a sense of empathy of being Mm -hmm. able to sort of project, Oh wow. That's what it's like to, you know, a little bit to be in your shoes. Um, And and I, I, I really do attribute it to her, her kindness and her openness. And I'll never forget a time. My mother, we were at a Christmas mass and this man, um, who had some issues, clearly had some issues, came up and gave my mom this big, big, like, hug and kind of a drooly kiss, you know? And I was kind of like, ew, mom, who is that? I don't know, but he needed a hug. I was like, oh, wow, that's so sweet. (laughs) She was a good lady. She was a good lady. So, you know, I think those little instances where you can, just little sayings or little examples that you set for mm. your children, I think, mm. um, are more powerful than you think they are. You know, yeah, the little examples yeah. of your behavior, I think, when when no one's looking, so to speak, um, or, or when your kids are just around you and you think you yeah. get away with something or not, whatever, is, is I think that's an example <laughs> for, the kid, for your kids. Yeah. I, I guess if, if, if you're making your kids feel awkward by being kind, then you're probably doing it the right way. Right. <laughs> totally, because I, I definitely was like, mom, ew. You know? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Ten, you know? yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. when when are you happiest? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. Um, I know you love being in front of people. I do. Um, I like, I like know, interacting. And that's with people. kind of the way I know you, but, but, you know, yeah. when do you, what, when are you, what, what's your happiest day look like? Oh, you know, I think when I have a really interesting sort of, set of things to do, you know, I, okay. I, I, you know, something that, that is, um, I feel like I'm going to, uh, make it, you know, I'm going to get something done. It's interesting mm-hmm. to me. Talking to you is really interesting. I love interacting with people. That's true. Um, and then I just, you know, my being around my kids too, like mm-hmm. being around my kids is just, is, is joy. Of course, like every parent, you know, it's, and, and especially not just, not just being present, but doing things together that you're both engaged in. I think that's yeah. sort of shared engagement. You know, yeah. that shared, you know, uh, time together when you're really both present is yeah. Yeah. one of the, is, is, is great. That's when I'm happiest, I think. You know, yeah. when, when it's, you know, you're present and engaged with another person and you're both present mm. is pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of that, you, you made me think of this newsletter that I subscribe to that um, I get every day. And I think it's it's called The Daily Dad. So if you just go to dailydad.com and you can register, excuse me for Daily the- Daily Dad? Daily Dad. Dad. Oh, dad. Okay. 
Daily Dead. That'd be I was going to look up Daily Dead. Um, I was like, oh, that's yeah. a strange name for a Daily <laughs> but Daily Dead. Dailydad.com. And it's, you know, it's geared towards dads and it's it's advice and, and things. Oh, but great. a lot of it is about kindness. And I recommend it to anybody that's a parent oh. is oh, to wow. read this. You know, it's actually made me think about um, things I could have done differently with my kids uh, before. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, thinking about uh, like today, the, it was talking about um, – you know, there's always that one more response to that one more tweet to respond to. Yeah. Um, there's always yeah. one more thing, but every one yeah. of those moments is time you're taking away from your kids and yeah. you only have them. One of the other things that really stuck with me was that you only have your kids for 18 summers. Oh, man. And you think yeah, about it that way. It's like, oh, God, how many summers have I, you know, you feel like you wasted. But anyway, it's not all depressing. But no, um, no, no. But so if anybody's time. a parent, I would, even even moms, I would highly recommend yeah. you go to dailydad.com. I, I will. Don't get any, it's not a sponsor or anything like that. I yeah, just think it's yeah. a great. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we're you talking about, about kids. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. get caught up in your day and you're trucking, trucking along and you're like, oh, gosh, you know, hey, one more. Like just yesterday, my son was like, you know, I was like, I got to do one more thing. And I was like, wait a minute, you know, well, no, I have time. I have time. It's, yeah, it's exactly. But, yeah. Yeah. You just get it's kind of about it. like thinking about what's really important. Right. You know, like, yes, it, yes. is it really yeah. important that you, you know, yeah. that you watch that extra 10 minutes of the football game? Probably yeah. not. You know, yeah. it's, yeah, you have totally. no impact on it anyway. Right. Totally. So, totally. you know, totally. catch the highlights totally. later or something. Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. my God. Totally. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like my son, my daughter less so nowadays, but my son is still a hugger, you know? Yeah. So I'm just like, give it to me as long as <laughs> yeah, I can. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's nine. It's going to shut off pretty soon. I think. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> well, maybe not, you know, maybe, maybe not. not. I hope not. Fingers crossed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, ever since I've known you, you're, you've been kind to kind of everybody everybody I know that's come in contact with you talks about how kind you are. Oh, have you always been kind to yourself? I know oh, I'm not. You know, what's that? I know I'm not. Yeah, no, I so, think I think we're hard on ourselves a lot of times. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? We are hard on ourselves. And sometimes I know I put other people's needs in front of mine and at times I shouldn't mm-hmm. have, you know? Um, and so, and I don't pay attention to what I need and what I'm doing. And so, yeah, a lot of times I have sacrificed and, and um, been unkind. And, and, you know, there's things that you regret, you know, and there's, I have lots mm-hmm. of regrets. And, um, but I keep thinking about like, well, you know, like one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't spend more time with my mother, who I live mm-hmm. in Seattle, Washington, and my mother was in Southern California. And uh, I didn't know it was toward, I mean, I knew she was getting older, but I didn't know it was so much towards the end of her life. I didn't spend as much time with her as I could. And mm. I regret that. And that was unkind to both of us. I mean, because I missed out on some just experiences with her and time with her. And so did she. Mm. Um, and, you know, you have to forgive yourself. And, and I think that's one of the things when you're unkind to yourself to, to, to just not hold the guilt over being unkind to yourself, but actually like, okay, I'm going to forgive myself because I'm going to do better. You know, I'm yeah. going to do better in yeah. the future. And so for okay. me, doing better by my mother who's now gone is paying it forward. Like, okay, I'm going to take mm. the abuse my daughter and son want to <laughs> dish out as teenagers. And yeah, I'm going to be, yeah. okay, I'm going to pay it forward because <laughs> I'm doing it on behalf of my mother. So I think it's sort of kindness to yourself is also like recognizing it and, and trying mm. to be kinder to yourself and then letting go of the years you lost, not mm. being kind enough to you yourself. Think about that, right? You can, you can only control the controllables. And yes, you exactly. can't control anything that's happened. You can only control exactly. You do just have to make peace with it and move on. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think about that with my you, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, that also applies when you are, when I've been unkind to other people or unkind situations. I have to say, mm. oh, all right, that was really crappy, and I have to, <laughs> you know, I have to make amends or forgive myself mm. and get over it, you know, and just yeah, not do it again, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's a really important thing about. Um, just being a, trying to be a better person is, is yeah. forgiving yourself, whether it's to yourself or to other people, forgive yourself for those, those uh, transgressions and try to yeah. just do better. Just every day you just try to do better. Yeah. That's been one of the biggest challenges of living and, and moving internationally is that, yeah. well, first off, my kids, my three older kids are all gone now. Two of them are in the U S ones in the Netherlands. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you're instantly kind of disconnected from them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you catch up as much as you can, but you know, it's not like you're having dinner with them every night. And then yeah. my parents are yeah. getting older, you know, they're yeah. almost 80. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, I'm like, you know, 
unfortunately you have to start thinking about, you know, when's there, <laughs> you know, they're, yeah. they're moving around slower and slower each year. Yeah. And am I yeah. there often enough? And, you yeah. know, I go as often as I can, but yeah. Um, yeah. could I do more, you know, yeah. and it, it's hard because yeah. it comes yeah. back to that kind of prioritization of, yeah. you know, what's, what's really important. And, um, yeah. I worry about I'm going to have that I'm going to have regrets like that at some point, but, uh, but you know, the, yeah. yeah, you do. And, and also you're there when you can be and you're present yeah. fully with them. And then the other thing that I realized uh, to, when my mom was ill at the end of her life, I just, we had this incredible experience where she had fallen to a bad state of dementia. And then due to a random assignment of this medication, she kind of came back to us for about three months and oh, wow. we were able to have these conversations. That's and amazing. Yeah, it it was miraculous. And um and I just remember just like how special that was and some conversations we had. And one of the things that really struck me, and I think this is important as you think about your parents, is she was able to tell me how proud she was of me. You know, she was really mm. able to say, Wow, you you know, I'm really proud of what the woman you've become and you know, blah, blah, oh, that's and, great. And, and it made me realize like, well, maybe some of what I'm doing not being here with her this moment and what I'm doing yeah, in Seattle yeah. is actually honoring what she wanted for me. You know, you right. forget as a parent, you forget until you become a parent, you forget how much they love you and how much they want the best for you. And so when they yeah, see you yeah. doing the best for yourself and, and sharing that with the world and being who you are, it's, it's an honor in a way to them. It's to their legacy mm. that, that, you know, that you're doing the work you're intended to do, you know, yeah. that makes you feel uh, like you're, you're purposeful, you know, yeah. that, isn't that the greatest thing you could wish for your children is that they live purposeful lives. And so right. I try to remember that conversation we had that made me realize mm. like, Hey, my mom's proud of me for having purpose in my life. And, and granted it took me away from California, um, but she's proud of me, you know, and, yeah. and that, made yeah. me, that makes me feel better about the time I didn't spend with her. Yeah. I, I, th- um, one of the, you know, the daily dad things I read was, you know, making sure you tell your kids you're proud of them and and that kind of stuff. So I actually have reminders on my phone to send my kids messages because, you know, yeah, you know, it forces me to think about it every once in a while. I try to think of something really specific that I can tell them I'm proud about, you know? Yeah. Um, Oh, that's great, Andy. That's And hopefully it means something to them. It means something to me by doing it. You know, I feel like I'm kind of myself doing that. Oh my God. Have you, um, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, well, dementia made me think of this, but have you heard of the show Afterlife with Ricky Gervais? Um, oh, it, yes, yes, I, it, yes, the TV show. Love um, it. So, yeah, yeah. So it's, I mean, he's, he's, it's really interesting because he's trying to figure out how to be kind to people through this whole yes, three series. I, I mean, he's a real asshole to people. Oh, my God. But, totally. And it's really funny. But it's really interesting to see his transformation into becoming this really kind person. I never knew Ricky Gervais did, did, uh, was that good of an actor actually yeah yeah so, no that's um, a great if anybody's show. interested it's it's one of my yes. favorite shows of, of all time even show. i binge watched it on a holiday oh that's great and, and he definitely is he's he's a real asshole he's such a yeah. jerk and he's <laughs> lost the love of his life and it's heartbreaking because he yeah like, yeah love is so pure for his wife that yeah. died and he's and, and his dad and you and know his dad and, yes yeah. and so but he's and he's surrounded by this crazy cast of characters. Yeah, but, yeah. And they all need some kindness and he needs kindness. And he yeah. does show him learning how to become kind. And in instances, there's times when he's kind that you're just like, oh, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a really yeah. beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny. So I, I want to go back to something we talked about a few seconds ago. Um, yeah. So sometimes we can get, you know, caught up in helping others and, and kind of ignoring ourselves. Um, yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, yeah. like uh, I think about some like mental health problems I've had, it's because I'm yeah. spending too much time helping other people and not helping, not looking after myself. Have you had yeah. experiences like that? Oh, for sure. I mean, maybe for sure. personal yeah. if it is, then forget it. But, yeah. No, it's okay. I mean, I've always struggled with my weight and exercise, mm-hmm. and it's partially because I don't take, I didn't take the time to really recognize how important that mm-hmm. is. That your health is a really important thing, physical health, but also mental health. Is taking the time, yeah. Yeah. and you sort of like think, well, I can do this one more thing, or you know, we're in this culture of accomplishment, and you're in this culture of like, well, okay, I've yeah. got we're trying to succeed. We're trying to do something great. Or even, you know, working at Tableau was a mission, but it was still work and taking time. And there were times, you know, yeah, for sure. For sure. There's times yeah. when, when that exactly happened where, yeah. you know, you, you sometimes have to be like a little bit, you know, Hey, shaken or smack. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. Take some time, you know? Yeah. What, yeah, what kind sure. of support networks do you have around you 
to help you when you're in, when you're in situations like that, where, you know, you do know that, you know, yeah. like, you know, sometimes I know something's not quite right. I don't know what yeah. it is. Yeah. You know, yeah. Who do you, who do you go to? That. Like, what's your support system look like? You know, I've, I'm really lucky. I have two sets of friends. So the set of friends I've had since I was, gosh, one, one of my best friends I've known since I was five. And mm-hmm. the other two friends wow. associated with that same group I've known since fourth grade, fifth grade. And mm-hmm. we've been close um, this entire time. And they're in Southern California. And then when I, uh, my first, second job out of college, um, I got to know these women um, in Washington, in, in and around the Washington, D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And um, there's six of us. And we still get together every so often and laugh and giggle. And so I think just having them, uh, those two resources available to me yeah. to talk about it. One of my closest friends, the one I've known since five, since I was five, is super honest and super blunt, and she'll just say anything. And every once in a while, she'll call me on stuff, you know. And and it's a good That's thing. Good. You, you need know? that, yeah. You, yeah. you need that. You do need that, you know. Like yeah. she'll just say something, and I'll be like, "Ouch! Oh, well, well, maybe not ouch. Maybe like you're right, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And she's uh, she's my friend Patrice, my friend Patrice. And so uh, yeah, she's pretty special. But I feel very lucky because I have these friend groups that um, can just sort of, you know, crack it open and either talk about <laughs> it or take your mind off of it or just remind you there's mm. longer term things that are not longer term, but other things to think about or just what's important, um, you know, relationships, laughter, just, you know, connecting, you know, frustrations of day to day life don't mm. amount, don't have to amount to ruining your life, you know? Yeah. 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 What do you think is more important um, being kind to ourselves or being kind to others? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I, I'm going to say being kind to others, I think is because it's also Mm -hmm. a gift to you. So in a way being kind to others gives you a karma payback or makes you feel good. It makes Mm -hmm. you feel good. Like, you know, so there's this payback. I think being kind to yourself is really important, but I think you also have to be really careful to not be like, well, I am going to cut people in this line or I'm going to take this, the last five, uh, whatever off the shelf to be kind to myself. It's really (laughs) an excuse to be selfish. You know, (laughs) that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm going to say the the former, not the latter. Although I do think it's important to to be kind Mm. to yourself, but I do Mm -hmm. think there's a payback when you, when you, in fact, one of the things when you're, when you're feeling down, one of the best things you can do is help somebody else, you know? In mm. fact, I love, in fact, taking that a little further, I love what Mr. Rogers says uh, in times of crisis, look for the helpers, you know, yeah. like how, when the world is going to hell in a handbasket or it feels like that, how do you help your kids and yourself feel better about how things are going? You look to the helpers, you see people trying to do positive things and it makes you want to try to do positive things. And you realize, no, we, we can not go to hell in a handbasket. We can stop that or slow <laughs> it down anyway, you know? And mm-hmm. and it's really like, again, people helping people is it helps you and it helps them. And it's mm-hmm. a payback thing. Um, it, it's, 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 it, it's a great way to feel better about things. It's just like do yeah. something nice yeah. for someone, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drop mm-hmm. off some like leftover candy, Halloween candy, and, and give it to somebody on the street that needs it or bring it to a homeless yeah. shelter, a kids shelter. It, it's yeah. shocking. Yeah. One little movement like that will just make your day. Yeah, we were Eve and I were up at uh, up at our new house uh, last week, and we had a, a some a couple around the corner come over for dinner. One of them's a, a general contractor, and part of the town we live in, it's an old coal mining town, so it's there's no more coal mining debt there. So the town became really poor really quickly, a lot okay. of poverty. And um, he was working in the east side of town, which is the really really poor part. And he was telling us that. He was in a ho- working on a house, like a council house, um, and the one of the kids was there. And the only clothes the kid has are the are his school clothes, his school yeah. uniform, and it just like yeah. breaks your heart, you know. And so we started thinking about well, what are some ways that you know? I mean, you us we're pretty privileged. You we know? are. I mean, getting getting to do this right here, yeah, is incredible. Is you know, we're oh, very privileged. Totally. So totally. we're looking for ways that we can give back. So, you know, if anybody's looking for a way to help people, please like donate to a food bank. Um, yeah. Don't worry yeah. about trying to help a single family. Let the, yeah. let the food yeah. banks and, yeah. you know, people need, people need food. Yeah, and it's really, do. especially now we're here with the, with, um, you know, the energy crisis we're having, people have to choose yeah. between heating their house yeah. and feeding their family. Um, there's kids that are, there was um, the, the government has just cut back on uh, so kids that get free school meals, they used to get 15 
uh, 15-pound vouchers during school breaks, and the government cut those out without telling anybody. So oh, these families no. now, these kids go a week without eating, basically. And oh, it's just God. it's just horrible. How, yeah, I mean, you know, and it's, yeah. it just drives me crazy because they spent who knows how many billions on the on the Queen's funeral, but that oh, they can't give these kids 15, 15 pounds for food. It's it's I The know. priorities are, are really out oh. of whack around the world. But get off my soapbox for a minute. But. No, I hear you. You know, I'll never forget during COVID, sitting in on a conference call. I did a little bit of this volunteering thing, and I sat in a conference call with the Seattle Unified School District, and they were talking about the most important job of the week is to pack the food boxes on Sunday nights so kids have food. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, this is what our public schools have to do now? Oh, my God. Not now, but they have been doing it for a long time. But that food uh, is a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. It's, it's incredible. And, yeah, you're right. We're so lucky. I think yeah. sometimes we get a little turned off of trying to help because – you know, you hear stories in the media about fraud or these bad people who are, you know, whatever, you know, drug addicts getting benefits or whatever, whatever people you think that it's like, don't, 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 don't you can't think about that, that, you know, yeah, you, forget about that. Know. That's like 2%. Don't let 2% yeah. of things going astray, turn you off yeah. from the 98% of the good that can happen from, a, yeah. from yeah. volunteering. And anybody that's, what and Anybody that's listening to this can probably, you know, donate uh, $10 or 10 pounds worth of canned goods to a food bank every week. Yeah. That's that's not a lot, uh, not a lot for us, but it means a lot to other people. So if you're listening to this, just go find, you know, next time you go to the grocery store, buy some extra canned foods, find your local food bank, drop it off and let them take it from there. Um, And you don't know exactly who you're helping, but you're helping somebody. So, um, you know, know, selfishly, it does make you feel good. It does. It does. Um, And, and, (laughs) And I like to think of it sometimes there, but for the grace of God, go I, I mean, like you said, we're born into this certain kind of privilege, you know, with families and, you know, the ability to access education and all kinds of things. And, um, Mm. you know, Hey, it could have been different. It really could have been different. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, so what do you know when you should help others or help yourself? So, um, or, or I guess maybe let me phrase it another way. When do you know whether you should give help or ask for help? Oh, how do you know? Um, that's a great question. I'm not a great help asker. I, you know, I, I, <laughs> I hear you. I'm another yeah. one. So. Yeah. Right. Cause you think somehow you should do it or figure it out or you're weak if you can't do it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, yeah. But there does, you realize like, boy, I don't have to be good at everything and I don't have to solve every problem by myself. And there are people mm-hmm. who want to help just like you get joy out of helping. Um, you know, that, giving a little bit of opportunity to other people around you to help you is also, uh, you know, you're helping in a way, helping them again, that virtuous cycle, you know, that yeah. virtuous circle yeah. or cycle, whatever it is. Yeah. So I think it's um, like, if I find myself just struggling with a problem where I just, I can't get out of it or I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like delaying. I'm a, I'm a, uh, I don't know if I'm a famous yeah. or an infamous or notorious procrastinator. You know, I used <laughs> to joke about like, Forget just in time. I'm just in the nick of time. And I know I drive people crazy, but, you know, whatever, man. And so I find myself, if I'm dwelling, like, too much on something that really should not be, you know, taking so much pain. I mean, I spend more hours worrying about it than the time it would take to solve it. I realize (laughs) I need need some help. I need someone to help me just talk through this. And sometimes all it is is listening. Sometimes all it is is just, like, expressing it and saying it out loud and then you realize I can get through this, you know, I can, yeah, I, I, yeah right. thank you. That, that's the help I needed. You know, in fact, yeah. um, since I've retired, I do a lot of, I enjoy talking to people. I, I'm happy to advise or mentor, or just get on conversations with people. And I find that a lot of the times um, it's really just about, and I hope I'm a good enough listener, but it's about the listening. I think for a lot of folks, mm. it's like, you know, they, it's putting words uh, out there that sort of express their anxiety. And once it's expressed, you sort of, they come to realize like, well, I can get through that or, it's not as bad as I thought it was, or yeah, it's going to be okay. Um, and sometimes you have advice and sometimes you don't. I think that's important. So it's like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to ask to be listened to. It's okay to express how you feel and share, um, especially with people you trust and you love. They're going to be there for you. Um, sometimes, sometimes you don't want to be fixed. You just want to be heard. And I think that's really yeah, important. Yeah, you just need to complain. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's really yeah. important to express, like, I don't need this fixed. You know, yeah, I, just, I think uh, yeah, just listen women, to me for a minute, please. Just listen. Yeah, yeah just yeah. just hear me. Just hear me. Yeah. 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 So I think it's, it is uh, important. I- 
that that you know you speak into listening um it's it's a very important leadership quality with your with your staff as well you know people that um so one of the things that uh, you know i don't know how much you know about how the data school has grown but um we've added quite a few coaches to our to our team because the data school has grown so fast and you know the thing i love the most about my job is teaching yet I have to pull away from teaching to give other people opportunities. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, cause I feel like part of my job is lifting other people. So if that means that I have to be, you know, I have to take away from what I enjoy doing to help other people get better at their job, then I feel like that's something I have to do as a leader, even though it's almost like it's not kind to myself to do it, but I know in this case, it's more, it's more better. It's better. It's better to give other people an opportunity, other people an opportunity to help them grow because, you know, ideally I want to train somebody to take my job. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. (laughs) And so there is that sort of like, you know, fulfilling thing, Uh, but, but it's also a kindness that you're doing, you know, you realize you're like, okay, I could do this. I want to do this. I love doing this, but you know, I need to give opportunity to other people. Yeah, that's yeah. a kindness. What, you know, that's kindness. what are some? What are some of your experiences doing that for your employees? Um, same. You know what I mean? Realizing, like, oh, I love, I love. You know, I like. I think you know, like when I in marketing, I love being a marketer. I love being creative. I love yeah. ideating. I guess events, really, right, is something you love doing, right? You had to give that up yes. to Amy, right? She took that over. Yeah. yeah, totally. And so, just like seeing people and sharing ideas. But then realizing, like, as a leader, sometimes your voice gets magnified when it doesn't deserve to be. You, you're trying mm-hmm. to be a contributor, but you're because you're the boss or you're whatever. Oh, sometimes interesting. People, yeah, sometimes people over listen to you or they think you must be right. <laughs> or they, think they, they have to do what you say because you might be the boss. You realize, like, oh, well, sometimes I got to shut up. Or and, and I'm not sure yeah. anybody who's listening to this that worked with me would say, you never shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> they probably say that. I never shut up enough. But I just want to say I could have talked more just for the record. Yeah. <laughs> never run out of words. <laughs> never run out of words. But, you know, I think it's like just realizing like, okay, I need to, mm. uh, I've had my time. Uh, you know, right, I need to right. be kind. I need to be open. I need to allow, you know, enable other people mm. to show what they've got and 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 show what they can do. And yeah. some of these people, a lot of these people are going to do it better than, than you or I could do it, you know? Sure. And that's also kind of a fun yeah. thing to discover. Like, wow, yeah. I would have never thought of that. That was a cool thing, you know? Exactly. So, yeah, um, yeah I think sometimes you, you're right. You just have to let go. That happened many times. Like we'd be in ideate, ideating sessions and I'd be like, oh, you know, but I, you know, no, I don't want to go first. I don't want to speak up. I, you know, I gotta, you know, let's hear from other people. And, and yeah. It, even though you're bub, I'm I, like you know. I love to have ideas. I, they're bubbling out. You know, it's like you gotta let go. You know, sometimes. <laughs> and the other thing I think is you have to, as a leader, let people do it their way and let them make the mistakes yeah. and learn. I mean, sure. you know, like yeah. like you with the teaching. I'm sure when you're coaching someone who's teaching, you're seeing them do things that you're like, that's not great. I better interrupt. No, you shouldn't. You know, or you don't. You probably don't. But you probably coach them afterwards. Because exactly. Yeah. Learning is doing yeah. and doing is learning. And if you don't make mistakes, yeah. it's hard to learn. And, yeah. you know, it does yeah. take uh, some discipline to say, I'm going to allow that error to stand and let that person learn from that. You know, mm, sometimes yeah. you have to get in there, but a lot of times it's OK. It's not the end of the world if there's a mistake or something that's not mm. optimal, according to you. You know, uh, yeah. sometimes it's just fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think and it's fine it, to let people have those experiences. In those situations, one of the things I, uh, so we give feedback to the data schoolers every week when they do the presentations. And one of the, and this is another thing, I think I heard this maybe in that same um, Simon Sinek um, interview, is that when, when people give negative feedback um, or, or critical feedback, whatever you want to say, a positive, you know, what uh, we're just trying to help somebody, but it comes off, you know, it's not positive feedback. Yeah. Yeah. We tend to be very specific with our feedback, like exactly what they did wrong. But when we oh. give positive feedback, we're much more general about it. Oh. So one of the things we're going to try to start working on as a coaching team is we have to be specific. Well, first off, we have to be timely with yes. our feedback. Oh, yes. That's super important. But, but also make sure when you give them very specific things that they're doing positively, not just you presented well. Okay. Well, what about the presentation went really well? Was there, it may even just be something like you spoke to the back of the room today and that was fantastic, but it's a very specific thing then. Um, So it's, it's, it it really made me think about that and on what we could do better as coaches to, and that's, that's just a way to help people, right? We're not, and we try to tell them we're not being, we're not criticizing you, we're criticizing the work. Right. Yeah. We, yeah. As yeah. long as they put in all the effort, then that's all I care about. 
you know, we yeah, can fix yeah. the other problems, but yeah. you know, I just don't like them when people don't put the effort in. So yeah, no, anyway. that's, such a, that's, <laughs> a, that's such good advice in terms of like be specific about both the positive and the negative. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I can remember with a team, there'd be times when I'd be like, I just think so-and-so is amazing. This is what she did here. Or he did here. This work is amazing. And I remember thinking it in my head and, and sometimes I catch myself, gosh, I've never, I've never really told them how much I, I, I like this work yeah. or yeah. whatever. And, and uh, yeah, I think a lot of times, um, we don't take the opportunity to specifically say this thing that you did here with this action or whatever really worked, you know? Yeah. Do work. yeah. You know? And, and I guess again, we also should. Oh, you're amazing. Yeah. Okay. But also yeah. like, Hey, I love how you, what you wrote here. This really was perfect mm. or whatever this, you know? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, and I guess if, if we hear somebody else, uh, let's say that you and I are working together and I hear you praising somebody else, I probably need to, remind you that you need to tell that person that as well or yeah. recognize them, yeah. show appreciations for them publicly, do something yeah. so that yeah. they know yeah. they did a great job and other people yeah. know they did a great job. Yeah. Cause even just yeah. that little thing yeah. means so much to people and yeah. you know, yeah. it makes them want to do, do even better. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. I definitely believe that. I think like people rise, uh, rise to standards. They rise to bars. You set that you don't have to like yeah. set a bar for yeah. them to trip over, but rather they want to, they rise mm. to your expectations, I guess is what I mean. And yeah, so, exactly. I, yeah. You know, it's like, they'll raise to whatever expectations you set, whether they're yeah. low or high, they're going to meet yeah, your expectations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So if you have, yeah. you know, whatever, low expectations, um, you know, yeah, that's what you're going to get. But if you have exactly, high expectations yeah. and you're, you know, yeah, then, then, and I don't mean like, like beat them over the head with the expectations. I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think you can be kind and like, okay, yeah. let's keep going. Let's try it next time. Okay. Exactly. That was, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. let's, let's do good stuff together. We're going to run into situations where we know that somebody needs help, but they don't want our help. Mm, what yeah. do you do in those situations? That's Boy, tough. That's yeah, that is tough. I mean, it's if if the person's not ready to be helped, I think it, you can't force help on them. You know what I mean? Mm. I think you can try to be understanding and try to listen and and be present for maybe when they might make the discovery that help could help. You know, right. but I don't think you can force help on them. So I think in that case, it's sort of like you got to trust that they're gonna they're gonna either come to it or be available to be there when they do mm. come for it or be there to help them reason through it or, you know, right. rationally or irrationally reason through it. You know, right. I think and listening is, is, and just um, sometimes asking good questions, I think yeah. asking questions like, you know, well, and how did that make you feel? I mean, not, I'm, this is a terrible one, but how did that make you feel? You know, I mean, not yeah. necessarily that, but other just helping them sort of come to realization without, you know, um, forcing it on them. And then sometimes yeah. you might be wrong. They might not actually need the help, but showing mm. you're available, showing you're a listener, um, being open to it, maybe expressing your own needs might yeah. give them courage yeah. to have their needs. I think, I think, okay. I think uh, that's a big thing. It's like being vulnerable is mm. a way to show people that they can be vulnerable. And that's something mm. I think when I was working is I, I definitely tried to be the kind of leader that was willing to be vulnerable because mm. if I could be vulnerable and I was, you know, I had a lot of things wrong with me, <laughs> but if I could show that, then I think people would be comfortable saying, Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with this. Yeah. That's that interesting. Could be a, yeah. a work thing or a whatever it could be. And then that yeah. way you could say you're struggling. You know what? I, I can help, or maybe this can help or maybe that, yeah. but, but I or let me know when you need help or, you yeah. know, on, but you you know show. it's okay to struggle. It's okay yeah. to be vulnerable. It's okay to ask for help. So I think it's yeah. a set of example. And I think people learn a lot from examples. I think, you know, yeah. all of us do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So let's think about kindness from a business perspective. So yeah. it, it can often be seen um, almost as a, so there are situations where kindness can be seen as a weakness in, in, mm. in business yeah. um, and aggression has traditionally been kind of rewarded. Yeah. Um, how can we put more emphasis on rewarding people for kindness and empathy over that kind of aggression? Oh, that's a great question. Aggression might be a bit of a strong word, but I think you know what no, I, I know you what probably you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, toughness. Like if you're you know, you know, that person, you know, tough, be tough, you know. You're seen as soft if you're empathetic and kind. Yeah, yeah. You're too nice. I mean, I, I used to get the lot and sometimes I will I know I was too so, so But you know, at the end of the day, what works is usually what uh, follow you know, it's kind of like follow the money. It's like if if you're around things that always seem to work, projects that always seem to happen. And you're mm -hmm. kind. I mean, eventually. But the sad thing is, 
I mean, eventually people will recognize that or people will realize kindness can work and people actually prefer that. And they don't like Mm -hmm. working with assholes and they don't like working with jerks. They'd much rather work with an incompetent, kind person than a competent, mean person. (laughs) You know, I mean, Mm. study after study is proven Very true. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's hard because in the moment, it's like today's world, the news and, and the, 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 the difficulties we have talking to each other. It's clear like the fighters and the people who are putting the other side, each other side down, those get the attention. And that looks like mm-hmm. that works, but would you say it's working? I'd say it's not working, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard. It's a hard question, Andy. It's almost like you have to have faith that it, that it all comes out in the wash. Uh, but I also yeah. think you can be aggressively kind and in the sense of aggressively questioning people who are aggressively mean or aggressively mm. tough like what purpose is that that did, yeah. you, did you you know what did you get out of that it's often a mm. show and and it's like a bully sometimes you call a bully on their their bs and and uh you know it, it kind of all falls apart and in a yeah. way sometimes that's it, an insecurity <laughs> oh my god and you know what here's the funny thing andy most of the times i've seen toughness no a lot of times i've seen the toughness it's like well listen you go tell that vendor we're not gonna put that up put up with that blah, 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 as an example Okay, so now I'm the one that you're telling is you're acting tough, but I'm going to be the vehicle to go tell that person or that vendor. As right. soon as you say, "Well, why don't you get on the call with that person and yeah. you tell them what you just said," yeah, the toughness sort of. Well, listen, I, I you know, uh, uh, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about your behavior or your pricing policy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So totally different tone. Yeah. So let's it's say let's always. say you're in his. Yeah. But I so think a let, lot of toughness is fake. You know, there's some um, that's real, and there's times when you got to be tough. I, I can yeah. I can think of times where I was a real pain in the butt or a bitch or whatever you want to call it mm. <laughs> on the phone to whomever, just because you know I was had to be or whatever. You know, I felt yeah. it was just yeah. so. Don't give up your toughness. It it's not opposite. Toughness and kindness are not opposites. Mm. But sometimes people show up as aggressive, tough jerks because they don't know how to do it in a kind way. Yeah. What would you do if, if um, let's say you're, you're in an organization, maybe it's an an organization you're advising Uh and they put a lot of emphasis on that. um, The aggression and the bullying just get stuff done no matter what Um, that kind of mentality. How would you advise them that that's not good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, there was a company that I was working with that, that, that had that sort of attitude. And, mm. um, you know, I, I would, the way I was trying to make headway was by questioning, by questioning, like, is that working? Uh, you know, are people right. improving? Is that, you know, just questioning. Cause it's kind of like, they have to kind of come to the awareness of it. You okay. know what I mean? But mm-hmm. at some point, I think in that situation, I realized like, I'm not going to change this culture or change these people. I think I'd rather just work with people that aren't jerks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I got, there's only so much. So I guess if the culture's not going to change and you don't like it, then go do something else. Yeah. You know, yeah. I tell people all the time. And, and when I like advise or coach, or they're looking for careers. I'm like, look, the easy, not the easy. One of the most important things you could do is make sure you're in a culture that suits you so that mm. when you show up, the culture is all about, you know, you fit it and you don't have to change. You don't right. have to be different. You don't have to put on a different pair of a different suit or whatever, you know, suit up for work because the culture isn't, you know, suitable to you. You just spend more time uh, doing your job and doing great work and being in the moment, you know, being in the moment Mm. of the work. Um, But when you have to suit up and fake it, you know, to be part of that culture, boy, that's hard work, man. You are sub-optimizing your efforts and your energy. So I I really encourage people to try to find cultures where it suits you. Now, for a lot of people, being in a dog-eat-dog culture is part of the fun of the job. You know, and that's fine. You know, that's fine. That's great. That's there are a lot of cultures out there that are like that, and there's people that love that and relish it. I personally don't. That's not. I, that's not my mm. style. I remember I worked for a company. Oh my god, where the CEO, we were in a meeting. Everyone was there, and he said, "Look to your left. Look to your right. If either of those people, you don't think they're good enough to be here, you owe it to us to report them because oh, you know we we're going to war on this." And I'm like, "War? You know, yeah. with each other." I'm like, I am not a war person. I was like, I got to get out of here. This is not my culture. You know, this is not who I am. They're very argumentative. Mm -hmm. They beat each other up all the time. But that, for a lot of them, made them better. 
but I was like, nah, not me. Yeah, not for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I want to, we, we've only got a few minutes left um, and I wanted to maybe run through some more fun questions. We've oh, talked fun. about a I lot of fun. kind of, we've talked about a lot of kind of deep uh, philosophical problems and, and things, yeah. but uh, let me just run you through a couple of questions. I wrote these down in the list. I don't know if you've, if you've had a chance to look at them. I, I put it in the dessert section of the Oh, menu. I think I saw it. Yeah. For yeah. Today. yeah. So um, what was the last thing that made you belly laugh? Okay. <laughs> I, I, it was last night. This is okay. the God's honest truth. My son, nine years old. So it's, you know, already it's nine-year-old boy humor. Right. I happened to see this video of people. It's a thermal video of people passing gas. Oh, it's, it's all these scenes. <laughs> so I was going to say, it's got to be armpit farts or. Yeah, or, totally. Yeah. And so it's all these scenes in the street and it's thermal video. And so. Yeah, oh it was, we were belly laughing. My son and I laughed. <laughs> Even a dog. They had one scene where there's a dog at a park. Yeah, yeah. My, my son and I call it fluffing. They're, so all these people and these dogs are fluffing and it's just on thermal video. It's oh, hilarious. Funny. I belly laughed. So I funny. literally belly yeah. laughed with him. <laughs> Sorry Eva to say that. Eva showed me this one. Eva showed me this one a couple of days ago. This is this uh, YouTube video or a clip on or on Twitter or something of this this dog that's doing like duck diving. You know when they run off a ramp and they jump in the water. Yeah. And the the handler threw the frisbee or whatever it was, but it went behind the dog, and you can see the dog just focusing on it. And it flips backwards and lands upside down on his back. It's so funny, but you it's like what? focus. You know, so, totally. Animals pretty, doing. Yeah. Uh, is it animals doing things? Whatever. By yeah. Therapy? Yeah. So, so funny. Yeah, that anyway, yeah, the, yeah. I, I will barely laugh over those kind of things. <laughs> um, how about the last thing that made you cry? You know, I was thinking Let's go from really that. happy to really sad. <laughs> no, no. And it was actually, uh, it brought a tear to my eye was my son and daughter. My daughter said to my son, you know, because she's not as demonstrative as he is. It's just her mm-hmm. personality. And she said, hey, Hugh, can I have a hug? And so he went over across the table and gave her a hug. And it was just like, oh, so sweet. I was, And, of course, she gave me the dirtiest look because she knows if I see that, I, like, melt. And I want to take a picture of it. So she I, didn't I had to look it. away. Yeah. I had to yeah. do this. Like, I didn't see that. No, I didn't see that. But I was oh, like, funny. oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. That was that was about an hour before the thermal, uh, the thermal gas. Video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> great. Okay. Um Two more. No, I've got, I've got three more questions for you. Hopefully you've got enough time for a couple more. Okay, good. I'll go um, faster. Okay. This is, this is kind of a more serious question. What's your biggest regret personally? And if you could go back and change it, what would you do? Ooh, you know, it would have to probably be um, maybe not, you know, again, not being a present with my mother at the end of her life towards mm. the end of her life. I, you know, I, I wish I had gone down, you know, more weekends and just spent more time with her um, just because she was such a, dominant figure in my life. I mean, there were many years where I was a lousy daughter, you know, just wasn't present for her. Mm. And, um, and I regret that. And, and again, the way I get over it is, is I think about just paying it forward to my kids and, you know, yeah. trying to be a better mother uh, in her example. Um, but yeah, that's probably my biggest regret. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is the greatest fear you have about how you're currently living your life? Oh my God. That's such a great question. You know what? That, I, I stole that one from the Simon Sinek interview, by oh, the way. That's a so great one. I'm not going to take credit I have for that to one. Say, <laughs> I have to say my greatest fear is like, it's so easy for me because I'm not working um, formally, you know, um, that I don't have to do projects. I don't have to do anything yeah. creative. I don't have, it's just like passing the days without accomplishing much of anything. You know, mm. it's kind of scary to think that. And I think about all the things I'd like to accomplish, you know, and things I'd like to do and what am I doing towards them? And so, and every day that passes, I go, Oh, I didn't do anything again. You know, yeah. and it kind of like, I just, I have to kick my butt a little, <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. like, get, get with it girl. You know? So that's, that's yeah. my greatest fear is just letting these days wander by. On the other hand, it's a total luxury. You know, I feel very fortunate um, mm-hmm. that I can have those kind of days, but um, yeah, that's, 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 that's my fear. Um, yeah. And, and of okay. course your family, you're always thinking about what you, how you could serve your family. better. Yeah. Children, you know, of course. <laughs> Make yourself feel guilty really quickly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, that's all. That's a never ending source of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. La- last question. Um, yeah. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh my gosh. You know, I don't, that's a great question. I mean, sometimes I think about the super I, friends, right? So which yeah. super friend would you be? 
Uh, you know, I love the idea of flying. I don't know why. I just think that seems oh. so cool. I don't know why. Um, okay. Maybe, maybe reading minds or, you know, uh, you know with the truth. You can colors. only pick one. You can only I pick know, one. See, that's the problem. I'm like, all of them sound cool. <laughs> so, so that's a tough one. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get back to you on that one, but gosh, there's okay. something about flying that I think okay. how much fun would that be? You know? yeah, yeah, I love yeah. fun. I got to say, I love fun. So. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, um, everybody, please be sure to tune in next week. Um, My guest is Kim Reese. Um, I first met Kim in 2014 at the Tapestry Conference. You may remember that, Alyssa. Um, Back back then, Kim was the co-founder and head of visualization at Periscopic. They're a boutique data visualization company. And in 2018, Kim started the data experience team at Capital One. She's a frequent keynote speaker, and we're going to talk about how she made an impact on the world with data and how you can, too. Alyssa, thank you very much for being with thank me today. You, Andy, that was totally I, fun. I hope I, I hope can't find it useful. It was yeah. totally uh, wonderful for me. Uh, you yeah. gave me a gift today. <laughs> Good. I, I can't thank you enough for, for, for what you've done for me over the years. I 100% Likewise. would not be where I am today without your support. So, oh, so thanks good. for being Likewise. you. And <laughs> thank I will you, hopefully Andy. talk to you oh, soon. All, all right. Best.